It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your gracious and humble host, Eric G, welcoming you to another episode of the Locked on Thunder podcast. Coming up today, we will break down Sam Presti's exit interview. We'll hear him give his reasons why he wants to bring Billy back, but also I'll tell you if it feels like the door is left open for Billy to still make an exit, but maybe do so on his own terms. We'll talk about the defending of Russell Westbrook and why that will make it difficult to hire a new coach here in Oklahoma City. And since there is a game with the Golden State Warriors and the Houston Rockets tonight, Sam Presti will talk about the refs. Oh, and we'll get to what the Thunder do. What What is their contingency plan if Paul George is going to miss a significant amount of the year? Sam Presti touched on all that yesterday, and we got it here on Locked on Thunder. My name is Eric G. I work for 1340 The Game in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. I also host a channel for the Maven Network, which is maven.io. So check that out at basketballmaven.io slash thunder, where we post this podcast and content from around the web and videos and video columns. So we try and make it a one-stop shop for everything Oklahoma City Thunder. Also, download the Himalaya app to your phone. And when you get into your car, then tell your smart device to play the Locked On Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I had originally sit down to do this podcast last night. was going to do it late after I had edited up all the Sam Presti cuts I was going to use today because I had come away with one impression. 
But after listening last night, as I was cutting it up, my con- my impression of that exit interview went 180 degrees the other way. So I wanted to let it sit, wanted to listen a little bit more this morning, stay off social media so none of my opinions would be tainted by other people's opinions. And hopefully what I'm giving you today isn't what you've heard before. My overall takeaway from yesterday's State of the Thunder Sam Presti exit interview press conference was this. Sam Presti wants continuity within the Thunder. He just has no clue how to get it at this point. Sam Presti wants to bring Billy Donovan back, but I think there's a very good chance, and this is completely speculation, that Billy Donovan may have had a conversation with Sam Presti where Billy Donovan wasn't so keen on coming back this year despite signing an extension, not to mention that extension last year, one year, certainly makes Billy Donovan a lame duck head coach. And if what Dennis Schroeder said is true, and you have Thunder players that already Billy Donovan is taking way too much of their input, and while it's good to show players respect, but it's to the detriment of the team, then how can Billy Donovan rule with any sort of iron fist or even a half iron fist if the players know he's a lame duck? The only way you should keep Billy Donovan as head coach of the Oklahoma City Thunder is if you are going to extend him, which tells the fans and the team, this is your guy, you're 100% standing by him, and if you're not willing to go that extra mile, then go ahead and let him go and then start talking to Rex Kleiman, start talking to Jason Kidd or Darvin Ham or any of the other head coaches or potential head coach candidates, but there is no reason to drag this out. And while Sam Presti may be expecting Billy Donovan to to come back, when you start talking about a coach needing to get away and for a few weeks think about what the season is, where the Thunder need to fix things, certainly let me know that maybe Billy Donovan had one particular direction he wanted to go and Sam Presti may have had another. And And I can tell you one reason why Sam Presti wants to bring him back is because up until this point, Billy Donovan was never going to fight Sam Presti on anything because they were of one particular mind. But I do believe that Sam Presti is flirting with danger by bringing back a coach on a one-year extension versus extending him out and showing everyone this is my guy. And especially when you've got a guy like Russell Westbrook who yesterday Sam Presti pretty much just admitted, hey, he's got the keys. He just does some things that I don't like, but I really can't do anything about it. That's the overall gist. And Sam Presti, look, I'm glad that he took responsibility for not having a contingency plan with Alex Abrinas and not having a contingency plan for the lack of depth in the shooters, etc. I'm glad that he's taking responsibility for that, but what you didn't tell me yesterday was how you were going to fix all of this. And that is where the issue comes in, is because, yes, while I can take responsibility for my actions, I still need to come up with a solution, and yesterday there were no solutions to anything that ails the ails the thunder. With that, let's do some audio right now. Here is Sam Presti on why he expects Billy Donovan, or just the expectation that Billy Donovan will be back, and why there were no bombshells being dropped yesterday what his status is in sure. terms of coaching. Sure, sure, yeah. So, you know, we anticipate Billy being back. Um, 
if anything were to change on that, we would have we would have let you know. And I know some of you guys have have had questions about that. Um, but you know, for us, for me personally, I always think that it's important to give the coach of the team time to reflect and decompress. These jobs are really really hard. And um, you know, before you can get into um, you know, okay, what did we do well? What did we lay out? What could we do better? Um, um, what could we do different? How do you see the team? Um, you know, what did you hear in exit interviews? What did I hear in exit interviews? I think you got to get away from it. Otherwise, you're operating in like you're just being drenched with the end result, which matters. But how you got to that point, I think it's equally as important when you're making assessments to inform the future. So we'll do that just like we always do, um, and we'll uh, we'll 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 inform our offseason planning from there. One of the big topics before the actual press conference got started yesterday was not only whether or not Billy Donovan would be back, but uh, would Sam Presti be announcing it here? And and just my my thought was, well, would he let go Scott Brooks? There was a press conference. There there was we we knew going in to Sam Presti's exit interview the year that he let go Scott Brooks. It was already out. The Thunder had put out a press release. The news had broke. Scott Brooks wasn't coming back. And then everything was about Scott Brooks. So no, I don't believe Sam Presti. Um, Sam Presti's not a guy that, that that drops bombshells in his press conference. He lets you know what go, what goes on, and I like that because it gives you an opportunity uh, to get your head together and 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 ask questions concerning whatever the big topic was. Um, that being said, you hear that Billy Donovan is coming back. There's a lot of people who are looking at just being bounced three straight years in the playoffs, even though you didn't have Kevin Durant one of those years, and it was all about Russell Westbrook and the Russettes. But, <laughs> get it, potatoes. Um, anyway, that was stupid. Um, but anyway, you also had the Carmelo Anthony super team, and you had the continuity this year, which was supposed to make all the difference, which is something Billy Donovan had, had, hadn't had. And the results were still the same. You're out in less than seven games. That's it. Your your season is over with. Here's what Billy Donovan had to say, or here's what Sam Presti had to say about that. And you will have a, a great many fans who will say, you know, three straight first round exits. Why bring a coach back and expect something different? How, how would you speak to people who want that change or expected that change? Um. Well, I mean, again, I mean, I think every team's always changing, you know, and um, our job isn't to just sit here and um, react to things. It's to be methodical as we go through things, understand, um, uh, you know, how we can get better, um, what the plan is for that. You know, last season, um, we could, you know, we could have said, listen, the team's not good enough defensively, you know, and. We put our heads together and, and, and became a better defensive team. Um, but the margins for error are small, you know, and um, you know, in the Western Conference for sure. But, like, that's to me, that's one of the things, like, about competition that I, doesn't bother me. Like, sometimes, like, you lose. Like, competing doesn't mean, like, you only compete when the wind's at your back. And so, yeah, listen, um, we're not entitled to anything. Like, we don't come into the year expecting – to um, just automatically be served up, you know, uh, opportunities to play in the playoffs, you got to earn those. But you also got to perform when you get there, and we, we haven't done that, so we got to figure out what that is. Um, and 
you know, we've never been shy about the fact that, like, you know, we got to go out and do the do the work, study it, and make the best decisions for the future of the franchise and the health of the franchise, and that's what we intend to do. Sam, Billy, you, you hired him. I, Billy or Sam? I'm sorry. I okay. No problem. Okay. <laughs> um, Sam, when you hired Billy, you mentioned um, his tactical tactical competence, and um, that's probably going to haunt you for the rest of the time we talk about Billy. But, but where did you see that stand up this season in terms of his tactical competence? Well, I mean, taking a team that was – you guys were asking me as many questions about the defense last year and, um, you know, getting it to be a top-five defense is one part. Um, I think – you know our after our after timeout success. I again, I don't have the numbers on that, so I'm very very careful on that stuff. But um, I feel like we got good looks coming out of timeouts. Um, you know, uh, when we were uh, going through the Western Conference playoffs in 2016, and you know, within two minutes of going to the finals, I mean, I thought he did an excellent job. I don't think he's any different than he was there. Um, so, you know, I think he's, I think he does a really good job, you know, but these jobs are really hard. And, um, you know, you can drop the best plays or you can put together what you feel is a really good team. And sometimes it doesn't come to fruition because there's so many other competing factors and forces that are at play. And so, you know, ultimately it's, it's whether or not um, all of us, when I say that, I mean every single person in the organization, can we, can we try to get the most out of what we have? And, um, uh, you know, that's a, that's a unified thing. Totally get that you want to look at the season in its totality, and that's fair. And you want to say, well, why were we so good at the beginning of the year versus the middle of the year? The end? I, I understand breaking all that up. The only thing that matters to the fans is the end results. And a lot of times, the only thing that matters to the media, and it's certainly, depending on what kind of owner you have, the only thing that may matter to them. And you can go back and you can rip the season apart all you want, and you can say that you don't want to make emotional decisions, and I appreciate that. But the very definition of insanity is to keep doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. And it really feels like Sam Presti wants to keep this roster intact and then that the results are going to be are going to be different next year and and I just don't see it. In, in order for the Thunder advance there, there have to be major changes and one of those may be getting rid of Billy Donovan. I'm not for that. I don't want to get really rid of Billy Donovan. I think he's a fantastic coach and he's a great guy to talk to. But I just don't see how you can continue to let things fester the way that they are and just automatically you wake up one day and go, oh, we're right where we need to be. Need to be. I don't see that at all. And we'll talk about some of those roster changes and answers Sam Presti didn't have coming up in the next segment of Locked on Thunder. My name is Eric G. If you like this show or any of the other shows from the Locked on Podcast Network, do us a favor. Download the Himalaya app to your phone. And then when you get into your smart device, or when you get into your car, tell your smart device to play the Locked on Thunder podcast. I don't know. Cars are smart nowadays, too. A hell of a lot smarter than me. It's the Locked on Thunder podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. I will attempt now to talk to you if you are a business owner and you're having trouble finding qualified candidates for the positions that you have open. Let me recommend ZipRecruiter. Now, I'm not recommending this just because they've bought time on the Lockdown Podcast Network, but 
I'm using ZipRecruiter right now, and I have been ever since I have been looking for a job and was let go for my job. And the thing that I love, absolutely love about ZipRecruiter is that they've matched me up with employers that understand what my resume says, know what my specific skill set is, and those are the ones that they're they're fishing me to. Guys that will actually pick up the phone and talk to me once they see my resume. They're not just shipping it out to hundreds of places doing just like this mass shotgun theory of, oh, we'll just put your resume everywhere, and then all of a sudden, somebody will give you a job. No, because that's not the way that it works. And if you're an employer and you're just having a hard time finding qualified candidates because you've got a well-paying job and you just see a bunch of people that want money but don't really know how to do the work, well, post on ZipRecruiter because their success rate is so effective that 80% of employers who post get quality candidates from their first post. It is amazing. And you can find about this for free. We're giving, we're giving you the opportunity to get great employees for absolutely nothing by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash LockedOn. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. ZipRecruiter.com slash LockedOn. ZipRecruiter. It's the smart way to hire. Hey guys, it's Walker Mail, host of the Locked On Hornets podcast. And being around sports media and a fan of the Hornets for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip actually have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. You can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Back here on the Locked on Thunder podcast, I'm Eric G. So glad that uh, you're joining me today as we break down Sam Presti's uh, press conference, hitting the major points today, and more questions than answers. I This is the one thing that was probably the most frustrating is you want answers. You want to know where the Thunder are headed, and quite frankly, I don't think Sam Presti knows. I know I don't know where the Thunder are headed right now. Other than if things stay intact, we're going to get the same result as we did this past season. Sam Presti knows that. Sam Presti also knows, one, he's got to wait for Nerlens Noel to make his decision, which he's being coy about. Markeith Morris has to officially give notice. And then there's what to do about Dennis Schroeder and Paul George, who led us to believe that he's going to have surgery on his shoulders, get that taken care of. And if he does, there is a significant amount of time that Paul George could possibly miss. And if it's anywhere from a month to a month and a half, and I'm look, at this point, it's total speculation. But a month, a month and a half, then you better have a contingency plan. And for a guy that admitted that he doesn't have or didn't have a contingency plan for Alex Sabrinas, and thought this team had depth until it got on the court yesterday, 
Sam Presti certainly didn't sound like a guy that um, was ready to even remotely scratch a contingency plan if Paul George is out for a little while next year. Um, well, there's a lot of hypothetical and speculation in that question. Um, so I would just say, like, in the event that any player is missing time for whatever reason, um, if it's for the birth of a child or it's because they're sick or because they have an injury, like, we'll account for it. We did it with Dre. Um, if it happens to be uh, a player of great magnitude, that's going to be harder for most teams. Um, but we've dealt with it before in the event that that happens. But I'm not going to sit here and pontificate about pontification. I'll admit my question. My question yesterday, because that's the biggest thing I wanted to know going in. And I learned something very important. One, if Sam Presti says that he's glad he asked you, you ask a specific question, it's because you've set him up. You've put the ball on the tee and he's going to hit it out of the park. Um and when he says, you know, all these are good questions, I've learned over the years for for people being interviewed that what you've done is you've given them ground to talk about themselves. When I get an answer like that, that's when I feel like I've asked a good question because in a sense that even if I didn't get the answer I wanted, it kind of popped a nerve. And that's not always my goal going in, but when I felt like we weren't getting answers, it's like, you know, hey, well, what about this? What about that? And um, there were some questions that were asked about Russ and and, and and other things. And I will tell you that Sam Presti did confirm something I've always thought, which is when you have a player uh, that is Russell Westbrook, uh, that is as emotional as he is and plays at one particular speed, if you do ask him to change his game, he will cease to be him. Not being able to walk back to the half-court line and shoot free throws is something that's screwed with Russ this year. And you going and telling him not to be emotional um, is something else that's going to screw with him. So with that in mind, um, if you are a coach and you're thinking about coming into Oklahoma City and you want Russell Westbrook to change things about his game, A, that's not going to happen because that's not who Russ is, and B, it's not going to happen because, well, Sam Presti's not going to do that. Sam Presti's certainly not going to force Russ to change who he is. Russell Westbrook's been here for 11 years. Um, The reason why there's so many people in the room and so many people watching the press conference right now, a big part of that is the fact that Russell Westbrook has helped us to achieve a certain level of sustained success that's relatively rare in pro sports. Um, The last time that I checked, he has never had a problem off the floor in a character vein. Uh, his reputation there is, is sterling. Um, philanthropically, he's done uh, incredible things for this community, and he's also done incredible things for his hometown in Los Angeles. With all that being said, he's not perfect, right? None of us are. And, um, you know, I, but I'm not going to let uh, 11 years or 10 and a half years of his um, contributions and performance be completely um, overshadowed by a couple pretty tough months. Okay? Um, and so we talk about those things. And as the leader of the team and the face of the franchise, as you said, um, you, know, you know, we'll have those conversations. And there might be times that we might disagree about some of that stuff. Um, he has a point of view at times. He's an adult, he's a man. 
I respect that point of view. The one thing that I think everybody that works for the Thunder and plays for the Thunder has always had in mind is that we always have to put the organization first. And um, there's no one person or, or, or individual that can ever afford not to do that. At the same time, like, we can't discount the things that Russell's done over the years and the things he's been able to achieve. And we certainly want to take those things for granted. But for me, it's more about understanding not the outcome, but it's also like what's the root of that? And meeting somebody and understanding like, okay, like why did you take in that direction? We might disagree about like how it was handled. And at times that's perfectly fine with me. You know, because you have eleven years as of, of invested into something that everybody cares so deeply about. Um, so yeah, would we prefer if he handled a few things differently? Sure. We've talked about that. I also think it would probably be worthy and noteworthy to establish the fact that he made some adjustments to that particular approach and I think that's a sign of tremendous leadership and a sign that um, he is understanding that when he speaks he is the reflection of so many different people and I know how much he cares about the team because I've seen it for ten and a half years sometimes I wish that the conversations that I have with him um, you guys could see you know what I mean? Just in terms of his, the way he can express himself and the points of view he has. Because he's, he's a pretty smart guy, and he makes you think. And, um, you know, I want to understand, kind of continue to, to build that, because I think some of the things you referred to are, uh, are positive in the sense that we can sit down and, and talk about them. But we're not going to let a two-month period where, you know, and things get significantly magnified when you lose in the first round. But we'll we'll sit down and talk about those things, and we, we want to, of course, correct, because there's nothing more important than the Thunder to all of us. And let me tell you, that's not always a bad thing. I, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. I think you need to be who you are. You need to play within that comfort zone. And for Oklahoma City to be successful, whether it's Billy Donovan or somebody else, what Russell Westbrook needs is a coach, A, he respects, and B, one that understands who he is and knows how to punch his particular buttons. Russell Westbrook does not need somebody to come in and just use him like a Rubik's Cube and try and change everything about him. Because you do that, you're not going to get the best out of him. And at that point, everybody in the organization is screwed, including the fans, because you're not being near as successful as you could be. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. Coming up next, important game tonight between the Rockets and the Warriors And uh, what will everybody be watching? Well, Sam Presti will tell you about that next here on the Locked on Thunder podcast. Don't forget, download the Himalaya app to your phone. And then when you get into your car, tell your smart device to play the Locked on Thunder podcast. We are also on Google Podcast and Apple Podcast. It's the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Jake from Locked on. Locked on has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Berea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. 
J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Trying to bring this to a close today here on the Locked On Thunder podcast, and when the Warriors and when the, when the Warriors and the Rockets take the court tonight, all eyes will be on what the referees. Yeah, not James Harden, not Kevin Durant, but the refs, because James Harden got calls all year long. He didn't get them in Game One against Golden State, and now Houston is bitched. And some people believe that'll work against the Rockets. I myself think it will actually work out for the Rockets, but refereeing and the Oklahoma City Thunder complaining about the refs have gone hand in hand. And the Thunder aren't the only teams that complain about the refs. And Sam Presti was certainly glad yesterday that the, that Barry Trammell brought this up because it gave him an opportunity to point out, hey, it's not just us. These guys can't stand them either. Um, I will say this, though. Social media, which is something Sam Presti talked about a lot yesterday, and just the spotlight that these guys are on, I think it ultimately makes us think that referees are are worse than what they actually are. And the guy, I can't remember the guy's name, but he's the guy who wrote Moneyball. He's doing a podcast, and I don't mind uh, pimping him out here, but his whole podcast, this new series that he's done, is part of it is about referees and how in the NBA things are actually better now than what they were years ago. And that because of Tim Donaghy, the NBA, the NBA has gone through just great links to make sure that A, nothing like that will ever happen again, and B, the guys that they put on the court are actually getting the calls right because it's not only to the benefit of the players, it's to the benefit of the fans. That's why you have them spending multi-millions of dollars in Secaucus, New Jersey to take a look at replay. That's why the games are getting slowed up. So the thing, So things are actually better than what they have been, at least according to the data, even if we don't necessarily feel that way. And not only do we not feel that way, but yesterday it kind of sounded like Sam Presley didn't feel that way. Same with the, I don't know how it ended up at the end of the year, but for much of the year, you guys were at the top of the league in technical fouls. Even Billy got up there close to the top. The whole league seems to be consumed with complaining to the officials. Yesterday was a marquee game. All anybody's talking about is the officiating. Is that good for basketball? Is that good for the Thunder? If you don't like it, what can you do about it? Well, I appreciate the perspective that it's not just the Thunder, that there people do complain about officiating. Uh, if you don't believe that, just go to your high school, local high school, or unfortunately, go to the YMCA. It's a societal uh, transformation in sports, um, and um, it's it's. I think it's a sign of bigger things, in my opinion. <laughs> like, like society changes, and people express themselves differently, and social media has created a pathway to so many good things. But it also, um, it also can it can do some things that aren't productive either. Um, with respect to the technical fouls, um, we don't come into the year 
saying we'd like to lead the league or be at the top of the league in technical fouls. Um, just so we're clear. We address that with the players and try to play uh, the fine line of um, you can't put players in boxes and say, we want you to play hard, we want you to be passionate, we want you to express yourself, but we don't want you to, to go over the line. It's, it's, a, it's, a, really, it's a really delicate thing. Um, I think what we would like to have is a team that plays inspired, but not necessarily a team that plays emotional. Because I think the emotional team is easier to play against. I think the inspired team is harder to beat. Um, and that's a conversation that we have internally all the time. Um, with that said, over 82 games, um, there is a there is going to be some emotion that comes with that. You know, every team's going to face it. Um, the ability to, 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 to have that and then it's all about how you respond, in my opinion. And there's times that we could do better at that. Um, but there's also times where you have to give some latitude to the fact that people are competing, giving everything they have. And um, there are occasions where calls are missed and the reaction is sudden. Um, and the official's in a position where they can, that's called game management. And everyone manages the game differently. We're going to follow up on this depending on what happens tonight with the Rockets and the Warriors. And we'll probably, uh, just a heads up, we'll probably replay that bite tomorrow uh, to just talk about if the refereeing really changed between Game 1 and Game 2, did the Rockets benefit, so forth and so on. Uh, we've also got to talk about Markeith Morris this week. We've got to hear more from Sam Preston. We've got so much going on with the Thunder that we're going to hit you hard the next few days and give you as much sound to talk about and give you as many opinions as we possibly can on all this to talk about the current state of the Oklahoma City Thunder, which at best, you can say at this moment, is in flux. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. We'll be back tomorrow. And until then, may God bless you and your family. Everybody love everybody. Peace, love, and thunder up. You are Locked on Thunder. Your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.